Hey everybody, I want to thank you for joining me today on season two of Wednesdays Are for Women. I pray that you are blessed by today's broadcast as we discuss finding your wins. pregnant with destiny. You are pregnant with purpose. You are pregnant with an assignment that the world needs for you to bear down and push out because that excitement is going to shift things. Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost. That excitement, that assignment is going to change things around you. But the spirit of God, he needs for you to now begin to start getting in tune. Okay, pastor, how do I get in tune with what God has for me? First of all, before I start, I need to know, am I coming in clear? I'm not shaking. You guys can hear everything that I'm saying. I need to just make sure uh, that the signal is good because we're getting ready to go in in the next couple of minutes. But, you know, some people might say, Pastor, how do I tap in? How how do I how do I hear what God what what God uh, wants for me this year? Well, the first thing that you need to do is get in his presence. How do you get in his presence? Well, one of the ways, okay, thank you so much, Aaron. One of the ways that you tap into his presence is you have to shut off everything around you. That means that it's not, it's not the time to be binge watching. We had time to do that over the Christmas holiday. Come on, we had the time to do that while we were on vacation during the Christmas season. So this isn't the time to do a lot of binge watching. This is the time to shut off everything around you because you need to hear what God is saying to you. You need to hear where God is wanting you to go in this new year. You need to hear what is next. This isn't the time to be trying to go to people and ask them what they think. Because what worked for one person will not work for you. Let Come on, let me say it again. What worked for one person, it will not work for you. And so this is the moment where you need to be in the face of God asking him, Lord, reveal yourself. And let me tell you something. It's not hard for him to do it. He will reveal to you what it is that he has in store for you and he will reveal it quickly. A lot of times we already know what it is that he wants us to do, but because it's something new, because it is something that we are not familiar with, it can be scary in moments and in moments like that where something is scary, we tend to kind of dress back. But you have to understand the timing that we are in and the season that we are in. We are not in a season of dressing back. We are not in a season of trying to, of, of being, of trying to, you know, of being afraid and, and not making any moves. Come on. This is the time to get up and do it. And so we're going to be talking today about finding your whales, because let me tell you something, there are whales that God, W-E-L-L-S, there are whales that God is wanting you to locate. Come on, it's not hidden from you, it's hidden for you. The Bible says that there was a man, he was searching for treasure. He was searching for something that he knew would change his life. And while he was digging, the Bible says that he stumbled across a pearl or he stumbled across treasure. And the Bible says that he 
did not take that treasure with him. Instead, he buried it. He buried it back in the field that he found it. And he went and he purchased the whole field. Why did he purchase the whole field? Because he realized that if this is here, then there's got to also be more that's in this field. And so what I'm not finna do, I'm not finna sit up here and only take this and leave the rest for somebody else to find. Because what you have to understand is that if you are not willing to find it, somebody else will. If you're not willing to search for it, somebody else will. And so this man, he said, you know what? I'm going to bury this. I'm going to rebury it. I'm going to come back and I'm going to purchase the whole field. And then I can take my time in digging. And so this is the season that we are in. We are in the season of locating where our wells are. What's so significant about a well? Well, you have to understand that if you are trying to produce in a certain environment, if you are trying to produce in a certain land, <clears throat> There has to be water in this land. There has to be some type of water in this environment. Why? Because without water, no vegetation, no life can last. No life can come forth. Without water, no vegetation can grow. So without water, no seeds can be planted. Without water, no soil can be good. It would be parched. You remember the parable that Jesus told to the, the, to, that Jesus told to the people. He said, he, he talked about the parable of good ground, of parched ground. He talked about the parable of, of bad ground, bad soil. And he gave all of these different scenarios. But when he came to the scenario of the good ground, he said that when you sow into good ground, your seed will produce not just 30, not just 60, but an a hundredfold return. And so it is imperative in this season that you recognize what your ground is. You recognize what your environment is. Is this the right place for me? Is it producing fruit for me? Because if it is not producing fruit for me, if it is not producing things for me out of my life that are going to last, that are going to benefit me, that are going to pay me back in the future, then I don't want no parts of it because I'm just wasting my time. I told my people last night, I said to them, I said, you have to be careful that in this season, you're not getting involved in good ideas. You have to be careful in this season that you are not coming into covenant with a good idea or with good advice that someone has given to you that has not prayed with you, that has not fasted with you, that does not know the word of the Lord over your life. You have to be careful that you avoid these type of pitfalls because if it because just because it is a good idea does not mean that it is a God idea. I want to draw your attention to a particular scripture. The Bible says that when Samuel was fully grown, the Bible says that he increased in stature and favor with God and man. And then right at that moment, when his moment came, the Bible says that the people came to him and they said, we want a king. 
because we've seen all the other nations and we've seen how the other nations uh, operate and we like the way that they operate. We know that God is our king, but we want somebody that we can see. We want somebody that we can communicate with. We want to be like everybody else. I need for you to understand something as we start this new year. You are not like everybody else and you will never be. God did not create you to look like anybody else. He did not create you to sound like anybody else. He did not create your life to go in the to go in the direction that everyone else's life goes in. Hey, my mama, I'm going in and out. Oh no. I'm coming in clear. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Well, I'm praying. I'm praying that this thing remains, that this thing remains clear, but so good to see those of you that have come in. And so you have to understand that you are not, you are not created to look like everybody else. And I used to struggle with that. I used to struggle with looking at other people's lives and wishing that I could be like them, wishing that I could sound like them. God, their life looks so easy and it looks so simple. And here I am over here, you know, I'm going through it and I'm going through it because I'm trusting your word and I'm walking everything out by faith. And sometimes things don't make sense. And sometimes it can be frustrating because you live a life where you're receiving illogical instructions. And, you know, sometimes I used to say to God, Lord, I wish that I could just be logical. And you know what the spirit of God said to me? He said, Chanel, you only see what those people want you to see. You only see their nice cars that they're driving and you see their nice clothes that they're wearing, but you have no clue about the amount of debt that they are in. You have no clue about the, about the arguments and the strife that exists in their home and their home isn't even a place of peace and they can can't even stand to be at home because it reminds them of the responsibilities that they have to keep up on. And you don't even, you can't see that they're constantly arguing with their spouse and they're on the brink of a divorce. You can't see that their spouse is sleeping around with other people. You only see what they allow you to see. He says, stop envying people, stop envying people whose life looks easy. That's the only, that's the thing about social media. You have to be very careful on social media because we have a tendency to show you. And I think that this is right. I don't think that you should be coming on social media and telling everybody, my husband got on my nerves last night, girl, and I just can't take it no more. And I think that I'm just ready to leave him. Now, this ain't the place for that. You go to your pastor or you go to somebody that's trusted that you can talk to about that. But one thing that people tend to do is they come on social media and they see people, you know, given their, they see people's family portraits, they see people's status updates, and they automatically assume that everything is all right and that their life is better than theirs. But that, that might not always be the case. And so I had to learn how to be grateful for who God has called me to be. You 
you are not called to be like everybody else. We are the church. We are the ecclesia. We are the called out ones. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Come on. <clears throat> We are the ones that have been sanctified for such a time as this. We have been set apart. And so that means that I cannot and I will not live and I have not been called to live the life that you're called to live. <clears throat> And it's time for us to embrace that as believers. It's time for us to embrace that as kingdom women. Your life is not going to look like everybody else's and that's all right. <clears throat> Because God has you going down a different, he wants you to locate your own wells. You are not called, you are not called to drink from somebody else's well for the, and the only reason why God, this just hit me. The only reason why God wants to give you your own wells is because he wants to give you your own land. He wants to give you a place where you constantly thrive. He wants to send you to your own place where you can grow, where you can expand, where you can increase. Come on. God wants to, he wants to enlarge you, but the only way that he can do that is you've, he's got to take you through a season where you are searching for your whales. He's got to take you through a season where you are finding where you are finding the resources that are going to keep you, that's going to keep you going. Come on, because what God is getting ready to start in your life, what God is getting ready to begin in your life, he does not want it to ever stop. This is supposed to be a perpetual harvest. This is not a one-time thing that God is getting ready to do for you. What God is getting ready to do for you, it will last a lifetime. And so this is what Isaac got ready to encounter. This is what Isaac actually experienced. I want you guys to go with me to Genesis chapter 26. Let's hit the word today. Genesis chapter, this is what Isaac experienced. He located his own wells. And at that moment, God showed him the place that he was to settle. Come on. Can I tell you that the frustration that you are feeling, can I tell you that the strife that you are feeling, can I tell you that the depression that is trying to come on you, it's coming on you simply, it is coming on you simply because, simply because of where you were located. The environment that you are in is not big enough for you. It's too small for you. It cannot handle you. Come on, let me talk to somebody that's trying to remain in a familiar place, that's trying to from that's trying to remain in a place where you are comfortable, even though you were stagnant. Have you ever been around stagnant water? Stagnant water stinks. Anything that is anything that is alive, it should always be increasing, it should always be growing, it should always be taking in, it should always be giving out. Come on. 
if it's not taking in and giving out, then it is an indication that it is unhealthy. It is an indication that something is wrong in that person's body. Something is wrong in that environment. God is trying to bring you into a place where you can thrive. In 20, he's trying to bring you into a place or into places where you will be appreciated. Because I'm telling you right now, I sense very strongly that some of you have been in environments and in places where you have been unappreciated and you felt unappreciated for years. And that unappreciation is driving you crazy. That unappreciation, it is driving you to tears. Always remember this. If your voice print is not celebrated, if your voice, your words, your ideas, if they are in an environment that is not celebrated, that is not appreciated, then that is an indication that that environment does not deserve you. Stop wasting your time in places that do not honor you. <clears throat> this is the reason why so many pastors, come on, can't pour the way that God wants them to pour because they are in places where the people don't appreciate them. How do we know that this is biblical? Because the Bible says that Jesus told his disciples, if they don't receive you, walk up out of there and shake the dust off of your feet. Do not cast your pearls before swine. He didn't say to them, oh, well, you just keep on giving of yourself, even though they don't appreciate anything that you're doing, even though they don't care about what you're doing. They don't care about you. They want to get rid of you. They dishonor you. They, they, they can pay you, but they don't want to pay you. Come on. That's not the environment that God wants you to remain in. God wants to put you in a place where when people hear your voice, they know that this is wisdom that is being spoken. Let me hear what it is that she has to say. Come on. For some of you, God wants to elevate you to places where you are finally appreciated for all of your hard work. Genesis 26 and 12, it says, then Isaac sowed in the land and that land that he sowed, that he sowed in was in a famine, but that land that he sowed in was the place that God wanted him to be. Let me tell you what is an indication that you are in the right place because you can go to a place that does not, is not profitable for anybody else that has ever gone to. You can go to that same exact place and all of a sudden you will, all of a sudden it will begin to be profitable for you. Why? Because the favor of the Lord is upon you. Why? Because the hand of the Lord is on your life. And when the hand of the Lord is on you, when the blessing of the Lord is upon you, what does the blessing mean? The blessing means that God empowers you to prosper. When the blessing is upon you, you are empowered to make something that is in a famine and cause it to flourish. You are empowered to cause something that is dead to come to life. Ezekiel was empowered to speak to the valley 
of the dry bones. And the Bible says that he saw the bones get up. He saw breath come into their bodies. He saw the bones come back together. Pieces just begin to start coming back together. He saw the bones live again. Come on, in this season, God is not interested in taking you into places that are already thriving. God is interested in taking you into places that are dead. He's releasing you into those places so that you can cause it to come alive again. Come on, somebody type in the comment section. I got what it takes. I got what it takes. And that's the reason why the enemy is so afraid of you because he wants it to remain dead. He wants it to remain sterile. He wants it to remain stagnant. He wants it to remain, to remain in the place that it is. But let me tell you something. When you step on the scene, it will not remain in the state that it is in. Something is about to happen. Something is about to come alive. People are about to wake up. People are about to come to an understanding. A generation is about to be awakened and they're getting ready to come to an understanding that God, that God is getting ready to do something, that God is real, that God is very much alive and that his power is very much alive. It says, and he sowed in that famine land and received in the same year, and a hundredfold return, and the Lord blessed him, meaning the Lord empowered him to prosper. And the man waxed great, which means he continued to become even wealthier in a famine land. Let me tell you what your life is getting ready to look like in 2023. Come on, somebody needs to catch this. You are getting ready to shock people. When you walk past them, they're getting ready to, their jaws are getting ready to drop because you are getting ready to do something that should not be happening. There's no way in the world that I should be sowing during a famine and reaping back a return. Somebody was giving him the flocks and the herds. There's a, so there's a way that his, that his, uh, <clears throat> flocks and his herds were able to increase. They were getting food from somewhere. They were staying alive. Uh, meanwhile, while everybody else's cattle is dying, while everybody else's, everybody else's sheep are dying, yours are going to be thriving. Yours are going to be living. He's looking, people are looking around and they're like, how in the world is he feeding these cows? How in the world is milk flowing from these cows? It's a famine. There's hardly any grass. There's hardly any food for us to eat as people, let alone for our sheep to eat, let alone for our cows to eat. How in the world is she doing this? Let me tell you something. You're about to find water in the middle of the drought. You're about to find grass in the middle of the desert. Come on, when we had the opportunity to go to Dubai a couple of years ago, we got into a hot air balloon. Oh my God, y'all, let me tell y'all this story. <clears throat> we got into a hot air balloon and I'm telling you that thing went up so high and I was like, God, you're going to have to help me because all I need is for this fire to stop burning and this hot air balloon comes tumbling down like, like, like it ain't nobody's business. And I remember I looked out, we were in the middle of the desert 
and the desert was huge. And I looked out in the desert and I saw patches of palm trees and patches of green grass in the middle of a desert. It's surrounded by dirt, but yet there were palm trees and there was green grass. It was not brown. And by the way, it was hot there. No, it was December. Yeah, it was warm there. The grass was not brown. It was green. Come on. Can I tell you that that's the way that your life is getting ready to look while everything else surrounds you might be dried up. Everything around everything else around you might not have no access to water. You're going to have access to water and there are going to be trees that are going to grow around. The Bible says that your tree will grow the tallest and the birds of the air will come and they will land on it. They will rest on it. Come on. That's what your life is getting ready to look like. That's the reason why God allowed you to go through all the hell that you went through because God is trying, God is not interested in bringing you to a place that is already thriving. No, God is trying to bring you to a place where God God is trying to bring you to a place that might not be thriving right now until your feet hit the ground, until your hands begin to start touching things. And then all of a sudden, a creative power begins to come alive on the inside of you. And all of a sudden now, things begin to start thriving. God wants to bring you to a place where you are causing dead things to come back to life. You are going to cause things Hey, everybody, I sure pray that you were blessed by today's broadcast of our season two kickoff for Wednesdays are for women. Look, remember, we're going to be right back on here every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. See you soon. Bye.